And good afternoon. Welcome in. It's the Pacers Running Podcast. We are back. I'm your host, Chris Farley. We are at Studio 1A in Clarendon. Alongside me, as always, is Joanna Russo. Hey, Chris. How's it going? What's up, Joanna? I like the uh, selection of music today. We'll get into why in a second here. And, of course, across from me, as always, is William E. Docs. Docs, what's up, man? How's it going? This is, uh, we're recording a bit early this week. We are. Uh, that one's on me. I apologize. It's May 18th today. I don't know when you're listening to it, but it's May 18th. We are a little early. It's Monday. Monday. Usually we record at the end of the week, but actually I'm going to a family wedding this week and I won't be around, so we wanted to get one in the can. Yep. We'll still post it regularly like we always do on Monday mornings, so we'll post a week from today. Joanne and I did, thought about doing the show without you. We uh, did? Yeah, we, we did. Uh, but uh, we realized quickly that you had all the equipment and editing uh, editing power and... And passwords probably, to post things. It probably wouldn't have worked out too well. Yeah. So here we are, Monday. It, it would have been more of a, like you tweet and say, if anybody wants to hear the podcast this week, come to the Clarinet store. Joanna and I are going to talk for an exactly. hour. Exactly. Right. I, I don't know. We, so we decided against that. Uh, we did just do a show Thursday. So, uh, you know, we've got a lot of exciting segments, including the Clarendon construction update. So I don't know how much of an update there will be. But yeah. don't spoil it yet, Joanna. Oh, yeah, because I'm the spoiler. <laughs> I know. Uh, we also are going to talk about the name of the show. The deadline has come and gone. We're going to decide the name of the show today. So that may be or will be. The last time I introduced this show is the Pacers Running Podcast. Uh, we also have an exciting announcement having to do with Pacers Running. A world today. exclusive. A world exclusive. Uh, very excited about that. Uh, and also, uh, another first on the show, uh, first time world exclusive and first time show guest. So we have a uh, guest in studio uh, that will uh, talk to us about road races and uh, her, it's Lisa Reeves. She's one of our uh, one of our race directors, the main race directors for Pacers Running. We've got some questions for her, and so that should be a fun segment as well. And finally, of course, I mentioned the Clarendon update. So that's what's on the on tap for today. Um, I I have one more thing to okay. add. Uh, if you all go to the Twitter feed, um, I just took a picture yeah. of uh, our matching co-hosts that that every week come here yeah this and was tell just us by it's chance a, it's a coincidence it was unplanned. It was totally unplanned. Unplanned. every week they say it's a coincidence that they're wearing the same thing yeah. uh slowly it's psychological warfare yeah uh, just keep pushing me lower and lower and lower <laughs> on the totem pole well we did end up with the same shirts on we looked at each other and just started cracking up when we uh got when i got to the store today so that was unplanned but we're wearing the same pacers running red alternative apparel shirt i like this shirt i like it a lot too yeah so um as you guys know uh before i get into the uh the, the show name we we do awesome in the uh dad's uh demographic you yeah. know your dad is a big fan docs well he's a fan well he's a fan well i should say joanna joanna's dad is a huge fan well he he's i would say he's just a fan he's <laughs> he told us we need to make it a little that's bit shorter <laughs> that's true <laughs> yeah he's got he's offered suggestions before yeah that that is true okay so i don't want to characterize how big or small the fans they are but they right. do listen which is important that's yeah. important listeners would be a better way to describe right. them yeah so i figured you know that would th- so if we wanted to gain some 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 more listeners i figured uh-huh. i would just let my dad know and download the show for him right. uh i figured that would be an easy additional listener for us since you guys have done so well with with your in that dad's category listening. in that demographic so yeah. last night i was over there for, for some dinner i take his phone he doesn't know how to download a podcast but uh i download it for him and i download show one and he's and he begins to listen and first of all he's like this is horrible music what am i listening to I said, well, that's Joanna's choice. So <laughs> I just I, can't just, get any points. I just under the, bus, under the bus with there. Music. Yeah. Yeah. Under the bus. Yeah, under the bus there. I just don't pull well in the music category, I guess. And then, <laughs> that's probably true. Uh, then, probably a minute or two into the show, this I, I don't know if there's a bigger insult than, than, what somebody, if, than somebody doing this. He started doing the snoring 
noise like I was like wow okay um I think he was kidding yeah, is it is it safe to say that uh, we can talk about him as much as we want <laughs> yeah, today's can, podcast because he's, cause he's probably, never going to make it to this point? He's probably not going to listen. So, uh, so we we do well in the dads demographic uh, at least two thirds of the yeah, time. Sixty six percent of the dads <laughs> yeah, which are, is, which are isn't, isn't listening. Some sort of listeners, right? Yeah. So uh, that was uh, that was a pretty funny aside there. All right, guys, we have talked about this from day one of the show. We've given the listeners a deadline. We got a couple new entries in, and I'm going to have Joanna go over those. Um, one of our ex-employees who now works at Brooks, Justin Dempsey, had two uh, more entries before the deadline, and they were what, Joanna? Wait, do I have to talk about terrible entries? Oh, they are too. So apparently they're <laughs> terrible. No, they're not, they're not that awful. Um, well, so the first one, you know, I feel like a lot of people have been suggesting things that maybe play to Chris's heartstrings. Right. Mm-hmm. Like my dad, The World According to Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, but Justin actually submitted one that was Doc's Diaries. Mm. Okay. I... I uh, I think I made clear on episode four that that was a, a waste of energy trying to <laughs> yeah. appeal to me since my vote doesn't count that much, right. but I do like it. Yeah. I not do bad. like it. Okay. So then the second um, was jog talk. <laughs> <laughs> and first of all, we're, we're talking about running, right? But yeah. I also, and so I didn't like either of those names and, but he said he's going to start his own podcast called jog talk. Well, good for him. Uh, I'll tell my dad all about it. Yeah, a competing show out there. Let's let's not talk about jog talk anymore. So, uh, no. Uh, thanks for the uh, entries, Justin. And I love you. And thanks for listening. But, yeah, and thanks for listening. But uh, I have a I have a jog story. Okay. When when we were in college, sometimes we used to run on the golf course. Yep. And um, or maybe I shouldn't admit that because we're not supposed to <laughs> right, run on the right, golf course. Right. But we had. Um, I ran by this this group of ladies that were uh, out on the golf, you know. But they were they were going from, you know, we were respectful. We sure we, we would we would stop if somebody was putting or anything like that. But uh, you know, you're not a distraction if they're if they're walking to the next ball, right? And so they were walking up the cart path, and uh, when we ran by, she's like, "We do not like joggers here," you know. <laughs> I said it really snotty, and I was like, "Well, if I see any joggers, I'll let them know because you know, we're running." <laughs> That's a pretty good, uh, pretty good story. You, you should have shared that last week when we uh, talked about what you've seen that's crazy on the run. Well, I don't know. Yeah, oh, I have another golf course. Uh, See, now he's got all these story. stories this week. One one time I was running. It was like in like it was in the snow, and I ran across the golf course. Um, so I was running from the golf course towards the cow pasture. Yep. And there were like five kids out on the golf course. They had a, one set of clubs, and they started hitting golf balls at me. At you? <laughs> yeah. They were, it was, they were like a couple of uh, delinquents that were like tearing up the, the, the course a little bit. I think they were knocking trash cans over and everything. And when they saw me coming down, like I was, I was running on the other side of the fairway, and they just turned their bodies <laughs> and just started like teeing off. And they were terrible shots, so they didn't even come close to me. It, well, took like, it took like three or four swings before I realized what they were even trying to do. I would have thought that was pretty rough until I heard that uh, someone was being chased with a machete last mm-hmm. week. So yeah, um, but that is that is that is a, a good another funny story there. I've I've never experienced uh, uh, wait th- so that golf happened. course stuff because we we you can't r- really run on. We wouldn't recommend running on on. I haven't experienced since that since. Uh, since since college, so that was at UVA. That was at UVA. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you so, can't so really run. UVA, we wouldn't recommend running on golf courses. Yeah, That's and at UVA, the the weapon that people brandish is a golf course <laughs> right, or right. A golf golf club. Yeah, yeah golf, the golf ball is, yeah. the, is the weapon. Yeah, yeah. okay. Compared to DC, where <laughs> people have machetes, I'm yeah. just making comparison yeah. between UVA and no the doubt. rest of the world. That sounds all. sounds like you're advertising UVA, then. Right. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Um, so we, we appreciate Justin's uh, submissions, uh, we, and we appreciate everybody else's submissions. I've got my finalists. Let's um, let's talk about our finalists. And um, I've got one, you've got three, and I believe Joanna has two. I have two, yeah. So there's six total finalists, and we're going to take a vote, and we are going to select the name, and the lucky winner gets a free pair of shoes. In your size. In your size. <laughs> So, Docs, why don't you start off, since you have the most entries, we'll go with you and then Joanna's, and then I'll give you mine. All right. 
In no particular order. Okay. Okay. I have the Extra Mile podcast. I have Pace the Nation. And I have On the Run with Chris, Joanna, and Doc. This is really <laughs> funny. This is really funny. This is really funny. No, this because, is really yeah. funny because I have two of those. Yes. So my two were the Extra Mile and On the Run. Wow. And mine was Pace the Nation. <laughs> so we have three finalists, so, basically. So we have On the Run with Chris, Joanna, and Doc. Uh, we have Pace the Nation, and we have uh, The Extra Mile. Wow. So all of those got two votes. How about <laughs> that? And we were, we were all we, supposed we to did bring this independ- We did this independently. I thought it would be much easier to narrow down the list. Um, you know what? We should um, ask our guest when she comes in. Don't tiebreaker. Don't even tell her that she is the tiebreaker. We're just going to uh-huh. ask her what her favorite uh, out of those three her those show three. name is, and that's going to uh-huh. be the winner. So uh, I think those are all great selections. I'm sorry, there's only one pair of shoes um, to uh, to be given. I know that Mike Katz gave us the uh, pace the nation. So. Um, Joanna thought I was saying my cats. Yeah, it doesn't. It sounds like that. My cats. No, uh-huh. my no. cats win. Yay! No, <laughs> my, my cats need four shoes. Mike cats. So thanks, Mike. Uh, great submission there. The extra mile was Nancy something, right? Nancy D. Nancy, Nancy D. D. Yeah. Thank you, Nancy. And then on the run was my dad. Uh-huh. So there's a little bit of uh, Peter Russo in okay. inverse nepotism going <laughs> well, on in that vote. He submitted a lot, though, so like yeah. one was going to stick to the wall, right? right? That's true. Yeah, I I mean I also picked it, so I thought it was good. But I'm just saying that. Uh, and as I remember, there was a long discussion about forgetting the S on your name when we talked about it. Oh, so I, I guess for this one to be eligible, we have to ask: Was there something postmarked? Uh, <laughs> right. a, a correction postmarked? Uh, no, I think he. I think he was within his uh, within the rules, so I think he was okay. Um, but those are all three really good ones. So uh, Nancy, Mike, and Joanna's dad, Peter. Peter thank you guys. Um, one of you guys will win a free pair of shoes, and it's not our fault to the people who don't win because Lisa is going to be the, the tie-breaking vote. It's unbelievable how you just skirted that responsibility. <laughs> no, <I know>. Well <laughs> done. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to. Uh, you know, I didn't want to alienate any of our listeners and have anybody upset. Stop listening. That, I've already done that to my dad. <laughs> so <laughs> that reveal was pretty good because uh, we really should have talked about that before we turned the mics on, but we didn't. We didn't, and I think that turned out pretty well. Yeah. So great minds think alike. Um. Another uh, so that is exciting. We'll we'll just we'll uh, we'll decide that later in the show. Lisa should be here uh, momentarily. Another exciting announcement happening in the Pacers running world. The world exclusive. World exclusive. I think we're breaking this before Google News and BBC. So. But it was on Twitter. Uh-huh. It was. But drum roll, please. Pacers running is on the move. New location opening late summer in Navy Yard. Pacers Logan Circle is moving to an expanded footprint on 14th Street. So kind of two big big announcements in there. In D.C. In D.C. Two D.C. Uh, location. One's a change and one's a totally new location for us. So Are, are either of those going to have construction updates? <laughs> we, we, we actually... That's a great point, Docs, because we uh-huh. will probably be done with the Clarendon construction by that point. So we'll need uh, we'll need some updates on both of those. Probably here's how the construction updates will work: okay. Clarendon will be done middle of June. 14th Street will be building out about that time. So there's going to be a lot of updates until we hope to open uh, July 5th, or we should open July right after the uh, holiday. Open our new expanded, bigger location on 14th Street, July 5th. Um, or July 6th, I think, is the is the Monday. So that construction should happen in June. Then uh, the construction for Navy Yard should happen shortly after we are open on 14th. So I still have a job. You have a job. <laughs> seamless, <laughs> seamless uh, construction updates. Excellent. You'll, you'll just have to – it's easier for you and Clarendon. You'll just have to ride your bike down yeah. to those other locations to, to well, luckily, scout it out. Yeah, yeah, I live closer to those than I do to Clarendon. So. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah so the announcement um, 
is very exciting to us, and I'm going to read kind of from the press release. We're excited to announce our expansions to Navy Yard and the Boilermaker shops, says Kathy Dalby, CEO of Pacers Running. For several years, we've looked at options to serve this great part of the city and are happy to call Navy Yard home. Pacers Navy Yard will be a haven for runners with uh, different product assortments, knowledgeable and friendly staff, events, training opportunities for D.C. area runners, all the stuff that you've con- uh, come to expect from Pacers Running. So that's really exciting for us. We have looked at Navy Yard for a while. We love the Capitol Hill area. Uh, Navy Yard is is right na- is is right uh, next to Capitol Hill, kind of the neighboring district. We think we can service. It's a lovely waterfront property. Waterfront property. We can service that uh, community there in Navy Yard, that growing community in Navy isn't, Yard. Isn't and the, Capitol the ballpark Hill. there? Ballpark is and about the, the a half new, mile. New D.C. United Stadium is going to go up down there as it well. Is, in Pelican hopefully. Point. You're, you're a resident soccer expert, so you'd yeah. be the one to tell us. I went to the game last night. You did? In yeah. Philly. In, did you really? Yeah. Wow. This guy is a true fan he actually works for on his uh one of his many jobs he works for uh, dc united as well so that yeah so hopefully dc united moves down there a lot of apartment complexes moving down there joanna lives three miles away so it must be cool uh so a lot of exciting <laughs> stuff I'm three miles away in my yeah. machete ridden neighborhood <laughs> right right, yeah. right well we we are we are very i heard the excited. navy yard is a machete free zone <laughs> it is it is it's it, been zoned for that yeah yeah uh, we're we're going to be uh, it, it, a funny thing. Um, we're actually opening right next to a pet store. Uh, I think it's called Petco on Unleashed. Unleashed, yeah. exactly. It's it's a branch of the Petco stores where pets can really get crazy. <laughs> she has she has a dog, Luigi, really nice dog. So she does know the the local pet stores, I'm sure. Uh, but we also. Ironically enough, we're opening our new location on 14th Street where we're moving uh, is right next to a pet store as well. And that just happened just per- by chance. We didn't look for the nicest, best pet store and then decide to open next door. We just found the best spots and they happen to be next to a pet store. So, But all of our stores are pet friendly. They are absolutely pet fr- friendly. Um, generally, those are dogs, but if you want to bring other pets, you know that's, that's fine too. Uh, so that's but they do have to be leashed. They do, yeah. Right, unleashed next door, no problem. <laughs> right, right. Leashed at Pacers. Yes. So that's do really, they sell? Really do they exciting. sell leashes at the unleashed store? They actually do sell leases there, leashes there. Um, uh, Chris, you also didn't mention that our Navy Yard store is going to be near Vita. Yes, next to Vita. Um, What's Vita? Vita is a a uh, boutique gym in gym. in DC. Yeah. They've got a few locations. A lot of our customers uh-huh. go to. Uh, there's one right on on P Street in Logan Circle. Uh, yeah, great gym. I thought a boutique was where you buy dresses. What's a boutique gym? Is that like I the prom a, run? It can describe. <laughs> I think you can desc- You can use it as a dis- to describe. I think it describes anything. things that aren't really mass produced right. that are designed for a specific market in small quantities. Like there, there are Good. I think five or six Vita locations now, but it's not it's not a Golds or like a, a Washington Sports Club where they're nationwide or you know it's specific to this area. And so we would call ourselves boutique specialty running, uh, st- a boutique specialty running store uh, because we are not mass produced. I mean, you can't mass produce people like Joanna. Nope. They're unique. Broke the mold. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, you guys. So, <laughs> so the other part of the announcement, not lost in this uh, exciting announcement that we are uh, moving um, or we are uh, opening a Navy Yard, is that our, uh, our location in Logan Circle is moving down the street to 14th Street. Uh, 14th Street is one of the fastest growing corridors in the country. In terms of retail, restaurants, population growth, uh, so uh, from again, what's the, what's the cross street going to be? Fourteenth and it's, S. It's S, yeah. Okay. And again, quickly from the uh, press release, uh, we're moving our Logan Circle location just a few blocks north to a larger retail space on Fourteenth and S Street. Uh, we are excited for this opportunity to move our location to an incredible part of the neighborhood nestled between such great retail and restaurant options. Uh, that was me being quoted there. 
And uh, it's going to be right across the street from Ted's Bulletin. Ted's Bulletin. They have amazing pop tarts. There's a Trader Joe's. Amazing pop tarts. Pop tarts. They make their own pop tarts. They're so good. Really? They yeah. are. Yeah. That that Ted's Bulletin is packed. So get there early. Yeah, you got to get there right when they open. What is it? Pre- breakfast place? I mean, they have all meals, but breakfast is just outstanding. What kind of flavored pop tarts do they have? Well, changes. They have seasonally flavored pop tarts. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Do, so they, do they do the frosting on the top too? Mm-hmm. You got to do yeah, that. Yeah, so they'll have traditional flavors like strawberry or blueberry, but um, I know that sometimes they have a peanut butter bacon one. Wow. That's outrageous. Yeah. That's that sounds Do they good. call them pop tarts? They I don't think I think they do. Yeah, I they think call they them, actually do call them. Yeah, oh, they call them pop tarts. I don't think that's proprietary to You don't um, think so? Pop tart? I feel like it might be and I feel like we might get them in trouble. Uh, <laughs> I really any, do think they call them Pop Tarts, though. If there's any Pop Tart executives who are loyal listeners to the show, uh, I, 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 which I venture there are. I true, I truly believe that they do call Pop Tarts. So yeah, I hope we're not getting in trouble with our new yeah, neighbors. It's not, no, um, I have I have a bunch of follow up questions. Sure. Maybe, maybe we should have uh, somebody from the from them once the store opens. We should have them on the show. Ted's Bolton. Yeah. Oh, and I'm they'll probably remember to bring snacks. <laughs> I know this is five consecutive shows without snacks. I brought water for myself. Sorry, guys. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, yeah that's pretty big of you. So the Ted's Ted's Bulletin. It's a breakfast spot. Yes. Or is it? Or they do everything. They, they do everything. Yeah, they've got uh-huh. lunch and dinner too. And do they have they is do they have other things besides pop tarts? Or is it like a yeah? It's a, a br- single it's, man's it, it would restaurant. Be a diner. Just pop tarts. <laughs> no, it would be. I would compare it to, you know, when you're It's just actually at your table, it's a microwave, and then you Uh order the Pop-Tart. Yeah. No. That's not the case. (laughs) You just eat over the sink. You you can, (laughs) no, you can absolutely order, you know, diner food, food, breakfast. Great menu. Yeah. So, and lunch and dinner. There's a lot of great restaurants around there, because it's on the same block as El Centro, Maza 14, uh, The Black Cat, which is not a restaurant. Wait, isn't El Centro in Georgetown as well? Well, they they have more than one. Yeah, the first one was on 14th Street, Uh, and then, you know, Georgetown. Yeah, El Centro. We're we're in between El Centro and the uh, pet store, so very exciting location for us. Sounds awesome. Yeah, and then St. X is at the corner. Say next is um, the manager of Logan Circle. It's one of his favorite um, hot spots. It is. Yeah. That's Frank DeVar. I can only imagine how often he'll be there now that it's just down the block. Oh. I, 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 uh, very excited for them because they will gain a lot, of, lot more sales with him being so close by. So that is good for them. He's going to be asking to pick up more hours. <laughs> just, exactly. just going from the, the Logan Circle <laughs> store. Well, it's not going to be called the Logan Circle store, or will it? It's th- Logan Circle. Okay. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, 14th DC and yeah, yeah, yeah. So we he'll be constantly going from the Logan Circle <laughs> store to uh, the club, yes. and then back to the Logan Circle store to pick up some hours so that he can go because back to the club. Because he can afford to, to be able to afford that, yeah. So that is uh, very, like I said, very exciting news. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll introduce our guest. We're back and very excited to have our first ever guest on the Pacers Running Podcast. She's been eight years with Pacers Running, and she is our lead race director for all the Pacers Running events. It's Lisa Reeves. Lisa. Hi. Hi, Lisa. How's it going? Going well. Thank you for having me today. Well, thanks for uh, making the trip. We got uh, a few questions for you. I got to, first off... You have to help us kind of settle settle something, though. Okay. Um, we uh, wanted your input on the name of the show, so we're going to give you. Uh, Uh-oh. And we didn't even we didn't prep her with this, so uh, just for the audience. Is this like a multiple choice? Yes. I yes. love multiple choice. I always go with C, so just know that now. But I might change that. All right. Well. Okay. Maybe I should read them. Maybe I should put. Uh, the name I really want third, then, uh, but no. Go ahead, Joanna. Give her the uh, give her the three names okay. potentially for the show. For the show, okay. So um, A will be Pace the Nation. Mm-hmm. B is the Extra Mile Podcast, mm-hmm. and then C is On the Run with that's the that's the marquee billing, and then so it's On the Run with Chris, Joanna, and Docs. I am going to have to break 
my your regular my regular mold. multiple choice yeah. rule by going with C. <laughs> and I think I'm going to go with A for Pace the Nation. Pace the Nation. Pace the Nation. You know. Okay. That was uh, that's uh, that was Mike Katz's uh, his idea for the for the show and uh, Mike, congratulations! You just won a free pair of shoes. Sweet. The new name of the show is Pace the Nation. Nice. So Chris is so happy right I am now. So happy. Was, oh, that did you want my, that? That one was the one I wanted. Man, that was kismet. Yeah. yeah. Great. So we. I'm 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 glad you said that. Good. I thought the other entries were really good. Uh, Nancy and uh, Joanna's dad. Peter, of course. Uh, thank you, guys. You had great entries as well. But Pace the Nation is the new name of the show. And I love it. You didn't even know you were the you were the actual tiebreaker. Yeah, I, I'm honored. Yeah. Well, so and now Mike Katz needs to tell us his shoe size. <laughs> shoe size, and uh, we'll get him. I think he goes. Mike goes to the Logan Circle run, so uh, I'll coordinate with with Frank and Elise and make sure that he gets hooked up. So very cool. Congratulations. Yeah, way to go, Mike. Well. So, Lisa, we have you here. We wanted to uh, ask you a few questions, but how did you get involved with uh, Pacers Running? So the way I got, in pa- got involved with Pacers Running is, is an interesting story. I'm not sure Kathy Dalby is going to appreciate it, so I'm going okay. to keep it in check. So um, <laughs> back in the day, so about eight or nine years ago, I was working as a uh, development associate at Amazon Conservation Team, and we Boring. wanted... Oh, my God, total snooze fest. Right. And, if, and if they hear this, that would probably crush them. But, <laughs> I mean, I speak the truth. Right. Um, so I'm working in the fundraising department, and we're trying to be creative and come up with ideas on how we can, you know, make some money. And at that time, I had been running uh, Pacers races. I was doing Crystal City Twilighter. Um, we had done Battle of the Boulevard, mm-hmm. so some old, old, oldies but goodies that are now retired. Well, not the Twilighter, but Battle but of the Boulevard's Battle retired. Boulevard. Yep. So anyway, um, I had this brilliant idea that I was going to put on a 5K and raise funds for um, the Amazon rainforest. So I you had no experience doing many races. Zero but, experience, yeah. okay. because you, you know that's how it. that's how it starts around yeah, here. People, you know, they get in touch with us and they're <laughs> like, um, "I broke my big tone foundation. I want to start up a five k." Right? right. Sounds exactly. amazing. Let's right. let's hook it. So, anyway, so I actually got in touch with Kathy Friedman at okay. first from uh, Capital Running at that Cap- point in time, yep. and she was the one who actually said you should call Kathy Dalby. Wow. At Pacers. Um, did you not know I didn't that know historical that. Thank you. fact? Thank you, Kathy Friedman. <laughs> Seriously, we, we, she had no idea. We ended up. Uh, it was foreshadowing. We ended up buying uh, Capital Running Company. Uh, I think it was 2010. So that was what? What? What year is this that you're talking? This was back in 2007. 2007. Okay, so she tells you to call Kathy Dalby. Right. So I get Kathy Dalby's number and I call it. Mm-hmm. And guess what happens? There's no answer. Crickets. Crickets. She's it's never, like yeah. radio silence. Yeah. I call the number. I call the number. She's not answering. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to call the store. Yeah. Call the store. I keep missing her. I keep missing her. And I'm like, I am not. Nobody doesn't answer the phone. <laughs> You're persistent. I am one tenacious little bugger. So I actually finally got in touch with Kathy Dalby. Mm-hmm. And she explained to me, yeah, you know, you can do this. Um, it'll cost you this amount of money. You know, I recommend you check out the Marymount Challenge 5K course, yep. which was nearest um, to where I worked over in Boston. And she also said, you know, you should get in touch with this guy down in Old Town Alexandria. He used to do the Run V Row. Yeah. Do you remember that race? Yeah, absolutely. So I forget Peter the guy. Schneely. Maybe that was his yep. name. So mm-hmm. she gives me this guy's number. So she's punting me again, right? right? First she doesn't answer my calls. Then she punts she's me. She's doing anything she can to avoid dealing with you at all. And yes. little does she know, <laughs> right. I am like the best thing that's ever going to happen to it's her. It's true, Julia. You know what I'm saying? It's true. It's, like, it's true. Very true. She had no clue. So I get in touch with this guy, and he explains about his event in Alexandria. And he's like, you know, you really need to talk to Kathy Dalby. And I'm like... <laughs> God, she's impossible to talk to, right? Right. So I finally get in touch with her again, and she we go down this checklist of things I need to do. She's going to manage the registration. Um, so I put this thing together, um, and I end up um, raising, in addition to our registrations, we, we sold out the course, which I think at that time was like 400 people. Wow. Um, we registered 465, because you know I like to push the envelope a little <laughs> bit. And then I ended up raising in sponsorship money over $20,000 for ACT. So Kathy was like, oh, wow, okay. Maybe maybe someone has some skills. (laughs) She's a baller. I'm a baller. 
So um, at that point in time, it was Kathy and Tiffany Logan who yep. came to the race. And they timed out of the trunk of Kathy's old, was it a Toyota? Yeah. Do you remember that old black car? Yeah. So they were timing out of the trunk of her car, and I'll never forget that. And I, I can't remember or not whether she helped me with a balloon arch. She may have, in fact, blown up our balloon arch that morning as well, in addition Kathy? to timing out of the Oh, yes. you didn't know that? No. She's a balloonologist or whatever they're she called. Is. I think it's called a balloon-a-tick. A balloon-a-tick, yeah. yeah. So anyway... <laughs> So, little uh, yeah, trivia little piece there on Kathy. So there. Um, that's how Kathy and I started um, our relationship. After ACT, I started doing some volunteering with you guys. I don't know if you recall, I would come down to the GW Birthday Classic. That's right. And um, so then it became on weekends when you guys had races, I would come out and work part-time. And then it was maybe three years later, two and a half years later, I had had it with development, right? So yeah. I called up Kathy and I said, hey, player, here's the deal. She said, hey, player. I said, hey, exactly, player. Exactly I'm, those. That's all, all good business yeah. partnerships. That's how Stars. we transact, right? Exactly. Yeah. Hey, player, exactly. what's up? So I was like, listen, here's the deal. I am getting ready to leave. The, I'm going to quit this job. So you have two options. You can hire me full time because I need a full time job. Sure. I said, or someone else is going to hire me. I'm going to find another job. She's like, let me call you back. I got to call my mom. <laughs> so... I swear to God, this is a true story. No lie. An hour later, Kathy calls me up and she's like, you got the job. And I'm like, sweet. Pat does all the finances on the company that Pat is is Kathy's mom. And she she runs a tight ship over there. It's awesome. But uh, so, Kathy, I can see how the conversation is going. Hey, uh, mom, do we have the money for this crazy person? She won't go away. Uh, And she actually did a really good job. So we should take a chance on her. And Pat said, begrudgingly, yes, we probably have the money to do it so and, yeah so that's that was started. the beginning of the end really because i don't see myself ever leaving this job that's it's like awesome. the best ever well she it, like you said i mean they are now it's so funny that that's how the relationship started because yep. kathy <laughs> couldn't do it without her kathy doesn't even work on the events as much or at all and i'm not even throwing oh, her under bit, the bus yeah here but uh no she she does work on the events i, I shouldn't shouldn't say she that. does she is uh, she has less of a presence if she, you will yeah but she's I always mean, behind the scenes she's behind the scenes and and, and is really she's you like know, the wizard of oz the direction know? of the company and yes. she's she's really behind all the strategic moves but uh lisa is is the one who's pretty much in charge now if you need anything for events if 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 you're a race and you need to call somebody, oh wait, let me give you the number one eight hundred five 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 one two one two. But I mean, Lisa, remember how hard it was when you were starting, don't you? And, and it was so hard to get in touch with with Kathy. Now you're going to be that person. Good point. Good point. So, so email me, Lisa yeah, at runpacers dot com. Yeah, so I'll respond quicker. When they write you, should they address you as player? <laughs> oh, you know what? If you want to get any kind of positive reaction out of me, you want to be like, "Hey, player, what's up?" And I'll be like, "What's up?" Right. That's your best shot. That's my best shot. Uh, but since we have grown to one of the larger, if not the largest, boutique, here's that boutique word again. I like that word. Yeah, boutique race management companies on the East Coast, if not the country. We uh, we own how many races, Lisa? Oh, that's Probably 16 to 18 uh, races. No, 20, well, yeah, 20-something. 20 it's like 24. If you count all the, uh, the, the series, series of races. Uh, so, yeah. Do the math. I we, should know we have, that. We have some, somewhere in the... Yeah, twenty-ish range of races that we own. Uh, we are also contracted on a number of events. So it's about it's, eighty throughout the year. It's it's it's, it's a intense. real business, and and a lot of people don't really understand that part of it. I mean, you have employees. Like, how many employees would you would you say you have? So full time staff. There's um, now um, there's about three of us. Mm-hmm. We got four part-timers, if you will, that work a little bit less than the full-time staff. And then um, on race day, for our average races, we have about, I'm going to say between 30 and 50 um, regulars that come out. Um, and these are our, our crew, our race crew, mm-hmm. that are out at just about every event. And then depending on the event, we can have upwards of um, 75 to 80 race crew. So we recently talked about the Parkway Classic on this podcast. Yeah. Like what how many crew is out there for So um so it's all hands on deck. Yo, that was my pirate reference right there. So when we have Parkway Classic, it is all hands on deck. Um so that's about seventy five to eighty of our race crew. Um and it includes also our 
our vendors, our contracted managers, uh, for example, Val and Ollie come out. Um, we've got our bus managers that are out there, different vendor management that's out there. So everybody that, that is out there makes up that core support team for Parkway Classic, which is our marquee event of the year. It's our biggest race of the year. Um, so I would guess there's between 150 to 175 people out wow. there working that day. Oh, yeah, easily. That's, and, and we're not even talking about Randy and his crew. It's huge. It's a major. It's a major undertaking. What do Randy and his crew do? So Randy is one of my right hand guys. Um, Randy is Randy's old school. He's been around and doing this for at least thirty years because I think he used to work on the Parkway Classic, Chris, way back in the day. Yeah, back when it was probably a fifteen hundred person yeah. race. So he's been around forever. Um, Randy works with me on course operations and course management, and he is in charge of getting all of our tent equipment and water stop equipment and supplies out on course that morning of, of the race. So um, what other jobs do people on your crew do <sighs> on race day um, or leading on- up to the race? So, so you're asking me, like, what are some of the, the things that people are doing on yeah. course? Okay, I mean, that's so, like, what are these 150 people doing? Okay, so some of them are course marshals. Okay. Um, we've got some that actually, um, so there's, there's, a, there's another group that's out on the parkway, and they are monitoring the course because, as you know, we do have some early start times, and we need to make sure that those people stay on the trail uh, before the course, uh, the, the actual race begins on course. We've got other dedicated staff that are doing transportation management with the bus stops. We've got another set of, of people that are down in the park helping Val out. They're in the finish line chute. They're in the VIP and the staff tent. Um, they're overseeing bag drop. Um, they are in the beer garden. Um, so how, how do I get that job? The beer garden? <laughs> right. Uh, when you figure that out, can you let me know? Because yeah. I would love <laughs> to be working in the beer garden. Yeah, I mean, it, it is... It is an incredible production, and you know a lot of these staff members, people would call them probably volunteers, right? Like when the runners go by, you know, on course, people would probably look at that and say, "Oh, that's a volunteer." To the general public, we many of our crew are perceived as volunteers, but they are actually their staff. Well, and I think my favorite people are. Um, I feel like there's like the same guy. Robert. Is that the, ch- the cheer? He yeah. cheers yes. at all the races. That is God, Robert. I love him. I love Robert to death. Yeah. I don't know if any of you have passed Robert on races before, but I know there's been so many times like I know I'm hurting and then he's just cheering. He's, he's very that supportive. Energy. Yeah. He does. And he, uh, I just want to say that he has that energy at like 2 a.m. in the morning, <laughs> which is not appreciated. Yeah. But yes, <laughs> right. there's like an on and an off switch. There's no like right. dimmer. Well, but he's amazing. I, I do think that makes the Pacers running events unique, that these guys do bring that great energy. And the fact that you don't just rely on volunteers, you rely on a huge staff, um, which people don't really realize, uh, that's, that's huge. It makes, it makes a big difference. Brings consistency. Brings consistency to uh, all the events. Absolutely. And what time do you guys generally start setting up for races? So I guess we can t- continue talking about the Parkway Classic. So this is an event that we begin, we've already begun planning, right? We've already been filing permits for it for 2016, but we actually start event planning in January leading up to. So wow. it's, um, and, and from there it starts to ramp up. So after Mar- after like uh, St. Pat's and Four Courts is when we go into like full throttle mode. But um, we are out there uh, the Friday before the race at 8 a.m. to start setting up tents in the park. And that goes on all day till about 4 in the afternoon. And then Saturday morning prior to the race, we are out there. We are up at Mount Vernon at 7 a.m. when they start dropping light towers. We're getting Duradeck matting dropped. We're this getting, is Friday. This is, no, this is Saturday. Saturday. So Friday's, okay, Friday. just, Friday's just down in the park. Okay. It's basically the festival setup okay. is when that begins. Um, Saturday, 7 a.m. Saturday, 7 a.m. The day before the race. We're up at Mount Vernon. Um, Light towers are being dropped along the parkway. Um, Sanko's coming out to do barricade installation. We've got green rooms. uh, I'm sorry, porta potties being delivered (laughs) all along the course. Um, We've got deliveries being made, our fit full boxes, our recovery meals that are coming out. We've got bananas that are being delivered. So Saturday is a high production day. We start at 7 a.m. and we actually finish 
at like 6 or 7 p.m. Wow. Which is a long day leading up to the event because from there, what I do at 7 p.m. is I go home, I walk the dog, I sit down (laughs) on the couch, and I start replaying over and over and over again everything that needs to be done. I have a checklist that I'm going over and over and over, and I basically don't sleep. Because our start time is at 2 a.m. Sunday morning. So do you, you literally don't sleep? Um, one year, I literally did not sleep, and it was a really, really bad decision. Yeah. So last this this last April, I was I napped for like 45 minutes to an hour, which wow. I, I, it's better than nothing. I'll right. tell you that. But it, it's a hard it's a hard day. But you're so ramped up on like adrenaline. Well, and you got Robert there. I don't. Ha- I don't have Robert there anymore. But I have Stacy now, which is the female equivalent to Robert. Oh, so, right, right. so yeah. So at two a.m., we are we're in the trucks and we're out rolling. We're unlocking all those restrooms that are along the course. Um, we're getting the light towers erected. We're popping mile marks. We are making sure that the bus companies are getting in line. They're starting to queue up. Um, We've got to make sure that the police are on top of, you know, their stuff. The cones are out. Um, all the normal stuff. Normal to her. Normal to me, yeah. yes. Right. Um, so on the course, you've got water. Right. So how much water is on the park so, course? So, okay, so the question is, how many gallons of how many water? How many gallons of water? Let's I'm going to let you guys guess, and I want to see who, great, great who comes call. closest. I, and I, I don't know what the prize is going to be, but I'll think okay. it's something good. All right. You get I, a ride on my motorcycle. I would say, I don't have a helmet on me right now, but oh. I will. Um, um, I would say probably, I, I really have no idea. Just, I should know, just, but I'm just going to throw a number out there. Okay. 600 gallons of water. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea if that's a lot of water or not a lot of water. Okay. You're going to lose. Okay. No, wait. Let me, let, me just, let me give you this. Okay. I'm going to let you guess again, but I'm, I'm going to give you some perspective. Okay. One, one gallon of water has, a, has 128 ounces of water in it, right? Okay. And you've got five ounces of water that go into a cup. There's six gallons in a okay. case of water. Okay. Okay. So one case of water will serve 125 people. Okay, so (laughs) 6,000 gallons of water is my guess. Not 600. All right, Joanna. Well, I'm going to guess 10,000 liters. (laughs) Come on, man. We're not in like... We're not across the pond, man. (laughs) Of maple water. 10,000 gallons. 10,000, yeah. All right, Docs. Is Pricer's right? I'm going above that. They're both too low. Get on the mic and say that. Well, if it's Price is Right uh, rules, I'm going to go 10,001. <laughs> you guys. So No, give us your real guess. Come on, Docs. What, what do you think? Is 10,000 gallons too high? Way too high. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, well, I... Uh, People need to drink more water. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> ten thousand gallons is a lot That's of water. water. I want to Google something right now just to see what ten thousand gallons fills like. <laughs> well, I I was gonna guess higher, so I'd lose. Yeah, yeah. So two thousand five hundred and fourteen gallons of water. Okay, on course. So I said six hundred initially. Um, yeah, so I was way off. Okay, two thousand five hundred. Mm-hmm. Wow. All right, other numbers. Uh, so, yeah, um, give okay, us some so other I, yeah, like, so eight, fast facts here. 8,000 bottles of water. Wow, okay. Um, is that at the finish line? That is at the finish line. Um, I think that's the most interesting thing I have here. Bananas? Yeah. Bananas, um, we have 2,500 bananas. Wow. 2,500 bagels. Um, we have 8,000 meal boxes that go out, 8,000 finisher medals that are being handed out. How many, um, how many Gatorade bottles or cases of Gatorade? So that's, that's a tough one because we use concentrate oh, okay. um, on course. It's just better for mixing. It's a lot of Gatorade. It's a lot so of Gatorade. when yeah. you came up with this uh, estimate for the gallons of water used, does that include the water that you used for making Gatorade? Yes. Uh, shoot. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, well, that's a next uh, cocktail party I have with my running friends. I got some good ammo here. I won't totally. say. I won't say six hundred gallons. No. Look like an idiot again. No, he didn't look like an idiot. <laughs> no. Come on. How it's much, a rookie mistake, how, man. How much is ten thousand liters? 
Like, what's the... What's the conversion Yeah, conversion. I don't yeah. know. There's got to be an app for that. That's I, what I'm I, saying. I there's I'm an sorry. app for that. Yeah, yeah okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, okay, so I want to know how race courses are decided. Like, how do you decide what, like, where Parkway is going to be run or what the course is going to be for Freedom 4? Uh, so typically when we are, uh, there's a few things that, that come into play. So for, for example, I can give you, I'll give you the example of Stash Dash, right? So oh, and that's one of our new races. It's that's one right. of our newer races, um, and it was last November. We wanted to break into Sherlington, right, because we didn't have any races there. And we partner closely with Sherlington Running Club. They support us um, mm-hmm. at our water stop stations for a few of our races, um, very good friends to Pacers events. And um, I was actually having a conversation with Shu, who is the president of Sherlington Running Club, and she was like, hey, we should try and get a race started down here. And in the past, there's been a lot of kickback from um, the county because of the communities over there. So lots sure. of these communities are not like big into races coming through their neighborhoods yep. because it messes up their, their day, you know. Oh, yeah, so it can be disruptive for sure. It can be disruptive. Yeah, yeah. We try and be the least disruptive we can. We want to be very community-focused. We want to let everybody know what's going on well in advance, and we want to give them options for not being uh, disruptive. Sure. Um, so anyway, so we, um, I got together with Wayne Vincent from Arlington, Arlington County Police Department, and I was Wayne's like, hey, great. Great. Wayne's, Wayne's amazing. Wayne's of the uh, 9-11 road race. Uh-huh. And I was, yep. like, I was like, Wayne, you got to help me out. We want to have a race down there. Can you help me design a course that is going to, to be least impactful on the community? Um, one that is going to open up quickly. So nobody's locked in for an extended period of time. Because unfortunately, in some events, that does happen. I don't like that to happen with our events. So Wayne and I went out. You're talking about road closures? Road closures, yeah. yeah. And and when you you have these races in Arlington County that are in neighborhoods and stuff, it's easy with um, like condominiums, for example, and townhomes that some of them only have one entrance and exit for getting in and out. It's very easy for them to get locked in. And unfortunately, you know, those are the people that... If, if somebody's going to get upset, those are the ones that are getting most upset. Yeah, because so they can't do, get out on their Sunday yeah. and, and you know church or right. Yeah, so right. Wayne and I got together. We rode through um, South Arlington down on that course a few times, and we came up with what we felt was, was a good course, and it's kind of a lollipop course. Mm-hmm. So it's an out and back on one of the main drags of the street, which is uh, Sherlington Mill Drive, and it starts down um, – in front of Sherlington Village there in front of the Hilton and bungalows. So we run out, and then basically we do like a big lollipop loop around the neighborhood there. So as soon as the tail passes and gets through a neighborhood, it opens up, and those people can get out and get to church. We also chose an earlier start time of 8 a.m. Um, again, less impact on the community. Most people are sleeping in on a Sunday morning unless they're you know going to church or whatever. So it's it's interesting that it's not just based on you know runner safety, a good flat course, <laughs> or you know a challenging course, or it's based on a lot of outside factors like how disruptive it will be in the community. I like uh, to call it respect for the community yeah. because we live here and we work here yep. and we want to have a good relationship with you know our neighbors because we have to coexist. So. Whatever we can do to make it a good experience for our runners and for the communities, that's the way. That's my goal anyway, and that's how I'm going to approach a new event. Do you um, get to run races yourself? I um, typically do not get to run many of our races, but I have had the do pleasure. You, you get to. So you have had the pleasure of running some of. Yes. That, um, that you actually direct or no. Um. Yeah, so actually, uh, the Lost Dog races, um, was it last year that you were my I think chaperone or the I, year before? I think it was two it was years. Two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. So um, Lost Dog races um, are trail races at Bluemont Park down in Arlington County. Small races, because, because of the trail capacity, we can't have a lot of runners. Um, so it's about 200 people that would come out every Friday night. Very easy setup. It's in the park. Um, we get use of the park facilities and the shelter, so there's no you know, restrooms or anything to be dropped. Yep. Um, there's not a lot of turns out there on course because it's on the trail, so there's not a lot of staff that we're using. So it was very easy for me to pick up 
and run some of these races, even though I was out there actually directing, directing them, if them. you will. Yep. And Joanna was kind enough <laughs> to um, be my pacer on two of these races to help me improve my, my running time. And how successful was she? I think we were successful. Yeah. One day that I did not look at my watch and I could not breathe. And she kept turning around to say, are you okay? And I was like, shut up. Just keep going. I'm just going to follow you. It was like, it was like a 2645 or something like that. A 2642, which for me, I thought we ran, tell me it wasn't 23. I thought we ran faster than that because you wanted to. Oh, God, it felt much faster than that. Well, it was a hot day. So it was a hot way, day. Twenty three, yeah, no. twenty six. Yeah, for me, that's pretty, that's a good time. Solid. Yeah, that's awesome. I did my job. You, you did. did. You did a good job. You were amazing. I think it was twenty four thirty. It was I like an eight, eight eight and change. Yeah, minute I thought mile. it was pretty. Fa- it wasn't twenty six. Well, no, we, we it was. We can look at the results. We'll update you. Well, next Well, because week. you and I were racing, Chris. That's true. I remember we did have. Yes, a, we had a, we had a we little had a competition. Yeah, we'll we'll update everybody. Well, Everybody so wait, week. when you jumped into those Lost Dogs, were you registered for those races or did you <laughs> jump oh, in? Oh, uh, nice segue. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I can get into the back end of the <laughs> yes, data and I was totally registered. Uh, but So we're talking about bandits for yeah. people who didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Banditing a race so is not good. Not, not Banditing good. a race is very freaking bad. Annoying. And I'm going to tell you why. It's annoying. It's right. not only annoying, it's really dangerous because... Yep. We collect information on registrants. Um, We collect your name and your age for a reason. And typically there is a waiver that you sign. And when we have to um, respond to somebody who has a medical issue, or we think that person is having a medical issue, and it's really not that person because they've got a different person's bib on, that can be very problematic. And it's also, it's not good for us from a liability standpoint, which a lot of people don't understand um banditing is very bad i have a neighbor um oh man i'm She's not going to give her ca- last name but her first here. name is laura laura and laura you're on notice laura banded and she had the cojones to tell me she did this she banded clarendon day okay and she's like she's like i gotta tell you and i'm like yeah, what is this confession <laughs> she's like i banded clarendon day and i'm like why what? Why, what? Why would you do that to me? And she's like, well, she's like, karma probably got me back. She's like, because both of my big toe toenails have fallen off. And I'm like, it freaking serves you right. Yeah. Don't bandit my races or your toenails are going to fall off. <laughs> a, warning, you, a, warning, a warning. A warning. Word of caution. Yeah. Can, you, can you define bandit? Uh, Thief. Can yeah, right, yeah. So can you yeah. So for the listeners who don't know what a bandit is, tell us what a bandit is, Lisa. So a bandit and is try not to curse. Okay, yeah. I know this is so, <laughs> so hard. hard. I know. It's really We're trying hard. to make it a family I'm friendly really show. I know how hard. upset you are by okay. these people. So there are there's two ways, two ways that you can actually bandit a race. Um, one is taking another person's bib. So for For many events, you can do transfers up until a certain point in an event. And the the important reason for having that transfer period and getting that information to us is that so we can get into the database and make sure that we have the correct information associated with that bib, right? Right. And that's in case of medical emergency. Because you don't want to be out there, you know, you're Tom and you're running with Jane's bib. Okay, that's going to be a problem. And it also causes problems from us on a scoring end, too. And the results, yeah. And the results. Because then you've got Tom, who's winning as a female in her age group or first, second, or third. It's just, it's a, it's just bad. It's bad practice, right? right? Um, the other way that you can bandit a race is to just jump into the race. No bib. No bib at any given point and take advantage of the road closures. And, you know, the, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. The crappy end of that deal is that I'm out there and you are actually taking away from the experience from these people that have actually paid yep. their money to be provided a certain experience, right? They expect a certain amount of water on course. They want restrooms. And when you have people that are taking from that that haven't paid for that, it takes away from, from their experience. So Yeah, so banditing is you know, not only frowned upon, but we will actually It's take, just not cool, man. Yeah, it's not cool. And we will actually pull people out of the race. And it's hard to, you know, it's it's hard to ban our races with all our, our staff there. And, you know, for the most part, I'd say 99% of the audience isn't 
looking to ban it no. and does well they want to keep their toenails they want to keep <laughs> totally i'm telling you right i have like a little voodoo doll I think, I think it's good that you mentioned that there's a, a period where you can transfer a bid absolutely uh, so for most of our races we do have we do have a transfer now for some of our races we don't you know and that's just the nature of the beast um yeah. many many races don't have transfers you know yeah and we try to we try to uh, be as customer friendly as possible, and transferring is one uh, is one of those ways. Um, I do have an update on uh, how much ten thousand liters of water is. Love yeah. it. Believe, how, how, what was the gallon total? Believe it or not. Um. So two thousand five hundred and fourteen gallons of water. Well, ten thousand liters. Can you believe this? Like, oh. Two thousand six hundred and forty-one gallons. That is. Amazing. So her, her, I'm just better her with the inst- metrics. This. Seriously, we're spot you are spot on. on. Yeah. So, are you from Canada? <laughs> next year. No, you know I'm from New Jersey. I know. Yeah, and that's why we opened this show with uh, Bon Jovi because we had Joanna from New Jersey and Lisa from New Jersey. So uh, it was a, it was an appropriate kind of theme to start the show off, but impressive. Impressive, 2,600. So basically, next year, Lisa, when you order the water, just order 10,000 liters. That'll be fine. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 10,000 liters. I'm on it. All right. Well, this has been awesome, Lisa. Thanks for joining us. What's, um, what's the next race on the docket? So next up on our menu, we've got um, Sunday, June 28th in Arlington. We've got the Freedom Four Miler, which is Four Miles for America, where we partner with Ireland's Four Courts, the pub. Yep. And then after that, we've got the big Crystal City Twilighter. That is Saturday, July 25th. Awesome. Well, those are two great summer races. Um, I'm hoping to participate in both those really cool events. Um, You can find all that information on uh, our website at runpacers.com. And uh, as always, this podcast is brought to you by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area D.C. locations. Pacers Running. We are for every run. Lisa, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. It was Thank a good you, time. Lisa. You're welcome. Our, our first guest ever. I think it was good. Hey, Farley. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was a great first guest. Yep. Thank Wanna, you. Want to know what my favorite part about it was? <laughs> what was it? Was when you told us before she showed up. <laughs> I know where he's going. Uh, that before she showed up, you told us uh, that you weren't going to let her know exactly the, the how monumental her choice was between right. those three things. And then when she showed up, you basically said, somebody's shoe fate is on <laughs> the line here. You are deciding the name of this podcast. I immediately put it out there. Yes. Yeah, you, it know. was completely transparent what myself. she was doing. Yeah. That but, was my favorite part about it. It was a great interview. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm glad she ch- chose uh, my favorite name. I didn't. I, I didn't prep her. That she was, wasn't influenced. In she any wasn't way. influenced she, at yeah, all. She had no idea no which idea. one was which. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, great, great first guest. Thank you, Lisa Reeves, for joining us. All right, it's what everybody's been waiting for. <laughs> there it is. You know what time of the show it is? It's the anchor leg. What's up, day, Joanna? So there's been, um, well, it's only been like four days since our last right, podcast, um, but there's Sorry. A, th- there's still a lot of construction happening, so I've got plenty to talk about. Um, the first thing I'm going to talk about is the light switch situation. Ooh. So um, I watch a lot of home improvement shows, and I know that when you start a project, there's always going to be something you don't think about. The unexpected. The unexpected, yeah. yeah. Yep. So when I talked last week about how the radius is being worked on, and they put up that fake wall inside of the store so they could enclose the radius. Um, the light switch to turn off the lights in the store is actually on the other side of that wall. Uh, so, wonderful. So we could. So you can't get to it. So we couldn't get to it. Oh, so we couldn't man. actually turn off the main lights in the store. Um, but it was it was a problem easily solved. So they just moved the light switch. So now we can turn the lights off. Oh, uh, okay. So that's probably the biggest thing that happened. Um, but that is big news. Yeah, so they've also started working on the windows above the store right now. So if you do come to Clarendon, you will be greeted with a symphony of drilling and pounding noises. Oh. Yeah, so that's... Always great for your shopping pleasure. Yeah, it's a great soundtrack. Right. Um, and then the final thing that I'll mention is that now if you walk in front of the store where the old radius is, you can see the exposed frame of the old wall that used to be there if anyone is into walls. <laughs> 
That is very exciting. They also asked me, uh, I don't know why they asked me, I said, what, Joanna, what do you think? What the carpet color should be for the radius. Was, so, was this one of those situations where the decision was already made before you called Joanna in? <laughs> like the uh, which side of the door the lock should be on? Or what the name of the podcast is going to no, be? No, no, no. I actually took her input on this one. <laughs> Wait, you did? This is the first I'm hearing of this. No, no. We, we chose so the, the carpet colors. The yeah. carpet color. The closest of the, uh, that, that was closest to what we currently have. I wasn't a part of that conversation. It was a different Joanna. Yeah, it must have been. I was not part of that conversation. <laughs> That's hilarious. I really thought I asked you. <laughs> Apparently, I didn't ask her. Whoops. Anyways, your opinion matters, Joanna. Behind the scenes. Yeah, totally. All right. Anything else? Uh, that's it for right now, but next week I'm sure I'll have more. Can't wait for that next week's exciting update. And it was great news that we found out earlier that we got construction uh, happening throughout the summer. So updates are plenty to come. All right, guys. Good first guest. Great uh, an exciting announcement. Broke some news here. Um, and we got the Clarendon construction update. So a productive show. And I have a full week to edit it. So this is officially the Pace the Nation podcast. We got a new name. Very exciting. Good show, guys. For Joanna and Docs, I'm Chris Farley. We will see you next week. <laughs>